Hi, my name is Chris Candy, and this is the Never Not Run podcast. Or no. <laughs> or do the NNR for This is the Never Not Run podcast. I'm your host, Chris Candy. And I'm Mark Nieto. All right, welcome back to the Never Not Run podcast. This is the Speed Project Recap Part 2. Uh, in part one, you heard about, uh, well, what did we hear about, Chris? We basically like set the stage for what was going on for the Speed Project, my kind of naivete on, on what I was about to get into. Um, the few the, dozen teams and, and the armada of, of recreational vehicles that are kind of speeding or maybe not speeding so much through the desert trailing these runners. Yeah, the real life risks, the unbelievable athletic feats, you know, the true nature of the speed project is 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 remarkable. Um but yeah, it it you know, where we were talking about last week we ended with Martin on a 7.5 run and uh I had gotten some sleep. I think at that point um I had driven from 4 in the morning to midnight. Um I I took a little break, but I'm I'm a pretty decent driver from all my like years of being in like punk bands and and kind of doing the the touring thing, so that was fun for me. I was like happy to get back into that headspace, um, but we were entering into a territory now where you know runners were out in the dark with headlamps, and the possibility for them to get lost was a lot higher. They weren't along like a regular driving road; they were out in you know the middle of a desert, and so there's a lot of variabilities of them possibly getting lost. And so that's kind of where we're coming back in now into uh, this episode. Are these trails that they're on? Are they maintenance roads or is it kind of, is it private roads or? All of the above, you know, it's a maintenance road. It's, it, it's uh it, it's just a dirt path. You know, it's a side of a freeway. It's everything. You can't run on the 15. It's illegal. So like if you tried to do it, right, like let's say like you wanted to run on the highway, you would get pulled over by an, a cop and and then your team would be disqualified. It, you wouldn't get disqualified for getting pulled over by a cop, but the ability for you to continue running after doing that would be pretty low. We did get pulled over by a cop, um, you know, before where we're at in the episode, I was pulled over by a police officer and he pulled me over and he said, um, you know, I know what you guys are doing out here. But let me tell you something, all right? I've never said this in my entire career as a police officer, but you, sir, are driving too slow. <laughs> Speed it up. And and that was what was happening. We were driving pretty slow and, and you know, wanted to make sure everyone got through safely. But, you know, we just adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Let's dive back into these clips. Okay. Got a little bit of sleep. Two point two, two and a half hours, three hours. <sighs> Kelly crushed it. He did a night drive. How was the night drive? It was good. Just uh, no traffic. I like that night. Just doing. Letting them rip back there. <laughs> yeah. No, it was uh, all on the highway, so no support for the runners. But they are okay, so they made it. Okay, so we are outside. Um, um, super dark still, 4.30 in the morning. The kind of scene is ton of just uh, support crews, all these teams and their various RVs. We're off the side of the 15, it looks like right now. Um, Francisco's did another off the mart, uh, off the 
um, the mark root. And it's interesting, you know, you've just got people with flashlights, headlamps, looking around for racers. Um, you know, it's just impressive. Everyone's still doing this. And, um, you know, this is just, we're in the belly of it. But we're on our way. Uh, we got some people sleeping, getting rest. And we're gonna get to Las Vegas one day back to you all right chris i i can he hear the exhaustion no offense but i can i hear it starting to wear you down <laughs> it seems like you're like what what time well, i is just it? woken up yeah. so okay I, I was really tired but how uh, much sleep did you get i think i got that night three hours um i i and <laughs> it was funny too because like there wasn't that many places to sleep. And also like it was the runner's priority to get rest, you know? <laughs> and not that th this was me, this was not them saying that I could have slept anywhere, but it was funny. Cause like when I, <laughs> I've slept in some funny fucking places in my life <laughs> and this was like par for the course, like, um, especially from touring and stuff. So like I had finished recording, we were in uh, Calico when I turned off to go get some sleep. And uh, Kelly crushed it. She did exactly what I needed help with, which was just someone to like barrel through for three hours so I could sleep. Um, and she did an amazing job. She just like crushed it. But I didn't know where to sleep. And like Emily was sleeping in the back. Um, I wanted to give her space to sleep. I didn't also like just crawl in next to her and have her wake up and like just this like big driver dude was crashed out next to her. Um, everyone else was kind of in the top bunk. You know, people, all the runners had kind of claimed spots. So I started sleeping on the floor and I just used like a, like someone gave me a sleeping bag and then I basically slept on like a pile of shoes, like my head, not <laughs> <laughs> so like Nikes and like, you know, sneakers just, you know, as my pillow. So a I, real I, sneaker head <laughs> going back to your old sneaker head days. So. <laughs> <laughs> Truly undefeated. <laughs> oh God. Turn the pot off now. So... I'm laying there and then um, Emily gets up to like get a drink or something and like her foot goes like right on my head. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> we all started laughing and then, all right, dude, cause yeah, come lay back here, get some rest. So we conked out, you know, and, and, and then I got some good sleep. It was, it was, it was actually the perfect funny moment to like acclimate me to not driving and like to rest. It, it was a very funny moment that was much needed. Um, and so I conked out and then I woke up, but you know, I needed coffee, but I also was like, I felt good because we were, like I say, full in the belly of the beast. And, um, you know, Francisco had done a night run and I believe Tom was about to go on the next run. And based off where the next clip is, uh, I want to share a moment with Tom because it was exactly what was basically foreshadowing on what was going to be happening for the next remainder of this race. Okay. Live looking at here he is he's back in back in after nine mate try 14 you did 14k 14 miles 33 13 miles what the fuck yeah yeah i don't know what happened that's why i was texting you frantically jesus yeah i don't what? know if i went an extra way i did 20.7k oh my god 
I was going fast. Tom, Jesus, yeah, you were, you were running super fast, dude. You got here, you got here faster than you thought we would have had you at nine point five. Yeah, I ran thirteen miles. Holy shit! All right, well, get some rest, man. Yeah, I will. I'm gonna get back out for six o'clock. No. All right. You're doing it, brother. You're doing it. That's why I was panicking. That's why I was like, no, no, I know, I know. Share location, share location. No, we. I'm glad we we were just waiting, kind of here. So. All right, get in there. Okay. There you have it. 14 miles. It's fucking crazy. There's a lot of variables out on this race that just kind of change at the drop of a hat. Right now, looking at the beautiful pastel skies of uh, the desert in California, we're on our way to Nevada. Update. I felt terrible because, you know, that was where things started getting real. Yeah. Because no one had really gotten lost at that point. And um, so he was lost. It wasn't a logistical error. It was just he got lost. He got turned around. It's dark out. You know, he didn't have any light with him. And um, yeah, he was supposed to run a nine mile run and he ended up running 14. Is that what he said? Like 13, 14. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he'd said in the van, he's like, guys, I need you to be more on top of us when we're out there and was it was there service well that was the thing that was the first time that it came into the inbox of like here's my location you know and he was nervous and i thought he sent it on accident you know he sent a voice memo and the voice memo i'll play right here boy do i keep running just tell me someone get on the map tell me where i go so yeah, this came in at six in the morning and he didn't know where to go. You know, he was, and he needed somebody on the map. And I initially, when I see a voice memo come in just from like your phone, it, you think it's a pocket dial, he's running, but he needed our help. And so we didn't get him the help he needed, but he was close to finishing. And what we started using quite often, and it came in a huge later down on the races, we started using the location services from the phones. And we were able to then track the runner, where they were, what was going on. We hadn't done that up until that point. And Tom was the first person who really ran into that problem. And thank God he was able to get there. But that was the first time that I was like, okay, like, you got to even tighten the belt even more, man. Like, we got to make sure everyone's okay. Because as I'm talking about this, this is all from my perspective, right? These runners have way different stories to tell because I'm just sitting there driving. I can't help but say how impressed I was by every single one of them because they were out there just on their own doing this and, and, and really like, like a gymnast, just like, you know, putting faith in us that we would be at the end where they would be. And I just felt terrible for Tom because, you know, he ended up having to go farther than he needed because he was lost, but he found his way and that now was the most important, but you can hear it in my voice. I was shocked, you know, to hear that when he came back in. Um, and you know, we, we addressed it and, and, uh, it, it, you know, it's all about keeping morale going too. You have the marathon of this race. You also have this, you know, you want to keep the mood up and there were real life moments coming up that were keeping, that were, they're trying that. So it was all about just figuring out how to be with people, you know? Okay. We are in 
Baker. People drive through Baker all the time going out to Las Vegas, um, near the uh, RV dump. <laughs> um, but here with Nathan. Um, okay, so this is really the question. I don't know if we've done this one, but how did you get this year's team organized? Oh, wow. Um, 20, uh, November 29th. Is this loud enough? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just, just get a little closer. <laughs> uh, November 2019, um, uh, Martin put out a Facebook ask to have uh, one person join his team. And so I responded. And be, knowing that they were a team of Belgians, I responded with like a little bio about me and a picture of me in front of the JCVD statue in uh, Brussels. Uh, cause I'm a big JCVD fan. I thought that would also like curry favor. I was like, Hey, you know, I mean, muscles from Brussels. Uh, and then pandemic happened like five days before the race, it got canceled, like bags packed, everything booked. Uh, so then we, we punted to 2022 and the problem was like with the other teammates from Belgium, like they, it just became harder for them to commit to this year from what I understand. Uh, so Martin really wanted to run this year from, you know, what I gather, we kind of worked together to make like a ragtag group sort of at the, almost at the last minute, like from like November on, um, and it's hard to get people to like commit to, to this because of like Boston and all these other marathons. It's like, well, you can't be really doing that. Or if you are, you know, it's, it's like, you understand like the, the toll, you know, but. So who, so you have Martin comes on and then how does how does the other, how do we get New Zealand, Australia, Portland, Mexico? Uh so last year I ran it with Team Cruda and Francisco was an a late addition to the team as well as I was. Like they just needed someone last year and I mean I had nothing to do with, you know, just just being like kind of isolated. So I reached out. I was like, "Yeah, I'll do this." Uh, I turned out to be a team of 10, which is fine, but it was like a lot lower mileage last year. It was like 35 for like you know 48 hours of running so it wasn't like you know and i'm pushing harder so i'm like working harder because it's fewer miles but you know him and i didn't really feel too like wiped afterwards so like you know i you know i reached out to francisco when we were trying to build out a team because you know he expressed interest in doing it again but like having it be a little bit more intense with like six runners instead of ten um and then i reached out to uh a teammate in my local running club uh, North Brooklyn Runners reached out to Tom, who I met through there, and saw if he was interested, and sure enough was. And he reached out to his friend Will, who I kind of know mutually through North Brooklyn, but I've uh, never really met, you know, in person. And his friend Emily, um, you know, was asked to join as well. Uh, so it's interesting because we each kind of know like one or two other people in the club. Uh, just enough to be like comfortable and familiar with it, but not quite know everybody. So now what a lot of people don't understand if you've never really participated in the speed project is the people who did this back in 2013 kind of routed an OG map of how to get from Santa Monica to Los Angeles or Las Vegas. That is a lot of back roads. Um, it seems like an old school way, maybe that like, uh, you know, Frank Sinatra or Dean Martin would have gotten to uh, to Las Vegas. 
they give you a layout of how to do it, and they break it up into sections by every six miles. So they're called segments. So each segment's got about six miles. And we are about to enter into an uncharted territory to get us from Baker to Las Vegas. And um, how are you feeling about that, Nathan? There's no support because of the, the 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 terrain's pretty rugged and you can't really bring an RV on it. Uh, the hard thing with being from like not like having the team as a whole, aside from Chris not being from Southern California, is it makes it really hard to like scout anything. So 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 for instance, like my team that I ran last year, like scouted everything thoroughly ahead of time. Like they had like weekend trips through the Death Valley where they were, you know, looking at the exact terrain and exactly what was needed. And also they could have like support vehicles, like you know, like four by fours. Um, since we're all flying into town, all we have is an RV and a bicycle, a cruiser bicycle, not even a mountain bike. Uh, so so there's. We know that it's going to be off-road. As far as how much off-road, I have, I have no idea. I think it's going to be like a hard sand with some pockets of soft sand and gravel. Uh, enough to get a big truck stuck. We'll see. Um, there's not much in the way of, like, there's no Google Street View. It's a road, but it's, you know, not really a road. Uh, that, that connects. So it shaves off literally about 50 miles off the trip. So it makes a huge difference. Even if you move slower through it, it makes a huge difference in the end. All right. Well, we're about to go into some uncharted territories. Tom's coming into Baker pretty soon. M's going to be taken off into these uncharted territories. And I am slowly losing my mind. This is the Never Not Run Pod. Wow. That is some ominous foreshadowing there. And that sums it up. I mean, you know, Nathan did a great job of kind of explaining the origin story of this team. These incredible athletes. Um, and yeah, he, you know, I think we should just go to the next clip because what he's, he's right. You know, I think like there is a lot of unknown variables and all of them are starting to hit us right about now. Okay, we've made it to uh, the power line crossing. Um, Emily, you want to explain to me what's going on with this? Howdy. Um, it is hot AF out in the desert. We're on day two. We are what? 32 hours in. Yeah, we're about 32. Yeah, that makes sense. We just left the metropolis that is Baker, California, and came out maybe 12 or 13 miles out into the desert. There's a shortcut to cut through and think cuts off about 40 miles of the route. It is infamously called Powerline Road. Um, and it basically is a long dirt, like BPA road that follows a power line about 26 miles cutting through the desert. And typically teams will have folks aided by a bike or a, I don't know, like a all wheel drive vehicle. But two of our comrades, uh, Nathan and Will, have decided to tag team it. So covering a marathon together, 26 miles, um, but they're gonna be slicing it, as we like to say, in segments of two miles. So one guy rides a bike for two miles, the other guy runs for two, and then they alternate just to chop up the amount of time that you're running in the heat. So they have a bag packed with lots of fluids, lots of snacks, um, hopefully a, lo a location tracking device. We know that they're good, and we will see them 
in a couple hours once they do a, a special desert marathon. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a party. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that the um, the uh, the desert marathon is kind of the maraschino cherry inside of this 200 plus mileage that we've uh, thus uh, you know accumulated with the team here. I think this has been kind of the you know thing hanging over our heads the whole time. It's pretty intimidating. It's it's hot. It's we're hitting it at probably peak heat during the day. I'm whispering so you don't hear me. <laughs> but these two badasses got it, and it's going to be fun. But yeah, it's kind of a a christening if you will for first timers here so we're here live from the power line um crossing and uh it's pretty beautiful and magnificent but uh we're gonna be back in touch as we inch towards the very end of the speed project we just have some ridiculously stupid hurdles to cover <laughs> back to the studio wow so just so i'm clear again there's you guys are all by yourselves, right? There's no other teams around you? Um, no, there were a few teams that, that also had gotten hip to this way. Um, I think Team Cruda, Koreatown Run Club, shout out to Dewey. Um, the, a few other teams had, had, had figured this shortcut out. Um, I, I think it has like a bit of a history to it. Uh, I, you know, Powerline Road. To visualize it for the listener here, it's you're driving to Vegas and you look out into the middle of the desert and you just see the power lines. They're running underneath that. <laughs> it's like it's it was, I think, eight miles from the highway. So they're they're really deep. Um, it's like BLM land, you know, and, and they're just running. And, uh, you know. Are there any other RVs in sight or, or no, off-road vehicles no. or there was emergency a few, vehicles? I think Koreatown Run Club had an off-road vehicle. Cruda had an off-road vehicle. But Will and uh, Nathan had a beach cruiser. <laughs> so uh, our team, 319TB, just a beach cruiser. And I was so like blown away that this was going to happen because... To slow this down, you know, in 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 running podcast world, books, all this shit, you know, it's like we hear of these great numbers, you know, ultras, all these things. But, you know, it, it, I trained for four months to run a marathon, you know, and, and, and all of this energy went into one day to doing a race. And I'm now around people who are just going to like chomp that down like it's, you know, a power bar. You know, it was unbelievable how they just were going to continue to accomplish all of this high heavy mileage in the heat and for me who's a novice at running you know who i love it but just to see this was was really really breathtaking was at any point did any anybody on the team ever say this is a bad idea or were, were there any reservations at any point expressed or was it always just kind of just stay positive just just keep pushing it was the morale of always keep pushing for sure. It was definitely always keep moving on. And this was like, Emily says, like the thing we were kind of like knew was going to be on the docket the whole time. And it was going to be the gnarliest part. We just had no idea how gnarly it was going to get. So we have a cruiser bike and uh, two people who hate themselves. And we decided that we take turns riding the cruiser and running. 
and like the moron I am, I said, oh, instead of doing two miles, I'll start off doing three. Like, and then, you know, he can do two or whatever afterwards. So I'm running up this and it's tearing my ankles up. It's all, it's like, it's like several feet of soft sand and rocks, but it's fine. I'm moving. And I knew he had to walk the bike up these initial steep hills because it's like super rocky. I'm thinking he'll catch up with me in, you know, half a mile or so. So I'm running and I keep stopping every like half mile and I look back and I see like I see him on a bike I, he's on the bike so I'm like all right he's riding uh that happens a couple times I'm at like nearly two miles in he's a small dot in the distance suddenly I see him walking the bike I'm thinking it's a flat or something uh so I watch it for a minute it's 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 just too sandy uh he's He's up, he's, when he's trying to ride, he's standing up on the bike, taking all his force to push it up. And this whole thing is 26 miles, nearly 27 uphill. Like you can see it, like it's all uphill. <laughs> there's no reprieve. Uh, the good thing is there's a breeze. Uh, so we, um, we t I took back some of the supplies. He took the book bag. We had a moment where, I mean, it's a toss up of who is going to run it, but it's faster just to do the 26 than go 50 miles up and out of the way. Even if it's, you know, run, walk. I mean, it's like, it's, it's hot, but it's a breeze. Um, but the worst thing is, this is the hottest part of the, or the sun's at the highest now. It's going to be the hottest part of the day while he's out there. I have no words. <laughs> so Will decided to run the whole marathon. And that's what that is. Because the bike was not going to make it through the sand. Yeah, the bike wasn't going to make it through the sand. It, it, the, that plan failed. And now, you know, Nathan says it best. It's all uphill. So it's an uphill marathon. I think it's 3,000 feet of climb. Jesus. In the middle of the, the, the whole race. So it's like, it's not forgiving, this race. And... um you know, I, I, what did you guys do to get him prepared or how did, how did he prepare? They decided, see, this is the thing too. When I drove back to the highway after I dropped the two of them off, we got a call from Will. The bike's not working. Okay, shit. We'll come back and meet you. Um, we go back and I run up the hill to see if I could find anybody. Cause we didn't see anybody at the drop off at Powerline Road, and then I just see Nathan walking the bike back. So they had decided that Will was just going to run it. They didn't confirm with us or anything. Like It was just the two of them. And you can hear it in Nathan's voice, but he's, like, nervous. You yeah. know, he's super nervous. We had just kind of let him off to do this, and it was fucking hot. I mean, yeah, you can hear it in his voice when he says that it's hot, but there's a breeze. He's saying it in a way that he's trying to reassure himself that, you know, he just sent his friend on a death march or something. Yeah. And and um, at that point, too, I didn't know how many teams were on that road, you know, who was driving it, whatnot. You know, look, at the end of the day, there were other support vehicles out there if things got really hairy. But this is when the... Um, location tracker came in real handy 
And, um, you know, we had left with some positivity, but as I was driving down 15 to go meet Will at the end of Powerline Road, I saw how high of a climb that was, and I saw a lot of rocks and a lot of trees, and I knew we were in for some real shit. <laughs> okay, don't even know what update this is, um, but we are at the other end of Powerline, and uh, we are waiting for Nathan, who went on a recon mission. Um, to go and meet up with Will because Will uh, and Nathan both came into kind of a scenario where um, the bike that they were going to use to crew wasn't working on the train. So Will decided to do a full marathon, which is crazy because it's super hot out and he's roadie running a lot. Um, there's some cloud coverage now, which is really nice. Um, and... It's remarkable. I don't know what else to say. Like this, this race just is really like showing me the capacity at which people have to kind of keep reaching into the tank. Um, and for Will to just kind of have the fitness to want to do a full marathon after he's already run maybe 32 miles collectively over a very long day with low sleep just kind of shows what this race is capable of. And it's um, far different than what I thought it was. Francisco, how you doing, man? He's he's sleeping. <laughs> it's just me. All right. Well, uh, we'll keep you posted um, as this mission uh, takes an interesting turn. Yeah, that that sums it up. You know, there's not much to say. We were all nervous. We were all scared. Um, but we had time on our side in regards to like if he was a fast runner, so we knew he would show up eventually, but his location tracker stopped moving. And so we were all just calmly in the best way we could waiting around our phones going like, okay, we got an update. He moved. It, it was confusing though, because it was like Nathan's thing would update, but you know, Will's wouldn't. And it didn't make sense. And, and you know, you're kind of going, uh, maybe it's the rece reception, the different cell phone carriers. But, you know, you could see it started with Tom and then needing to use these tools to help get these runners back in safely. And I just remember it, you know, it was dark for a minute there. But then slowly we started seeing Will's um, tracker move. So something was happening. We don't know if he was walking, but I just to paint that picture, all of us were nervous and we were doing our best to stay um, grounded and in reality and, and calm. I don't have much battery, but Will, give me a quick update on what you just went through. Hell. <laughs> um, well... The bike didn't work on the segment, um, so tried to tried the being the keyword go out and and run it um, alone. Issue uh, was was it's just so damn hot, and it was basically an uphill slog in the sand for 2,600 feet. Yeah, so that part wasn't fun. Um, 
but Nathan came and joined on the bike and got it done and now now we're back to it <sighs> monster just imagine getting thrown that having to run a marathon at a left field it is uh, mind-blowing 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 what did he what did he take with him he had his phone did he have water nutrition yeah he had like a backpack he had a couple maybe goose uh power aid nothing staying cold out there though you know so it's like just drinking warm stuff and he had told us that a couple of the support vehicles for the other team had dropped off bottles um but like what was scary right is like all the other teams are coming out you know koreatown run club comes out cruda comes out you know you start seeing everyone meeting up with their racers you know and um it's like where's will and then slowly we start seeing a distant you know and your mind's playing tricks on it's you like you're, a mirage you, yeah you start you see mirages you see oh that's them that's got to be them it's nothing <laughs> you know like and then finally they show up and then this moment happens that was not fucking fun. He made it back in, man. <laughs> so, the, and that's that's the video just prior to the clip we heard before. That's him coming back that's in. That's him you coming guys back reuniting. in. Okay. Yeah. And and you know that really was the nail in the coffin on how amazing all of the runners were for the speed project that they were just putting in this much work and this much dedication um you know and and they they had no problem you know rising and, to the challenge and and just like you said just throwing down what needed to be done they would just go out and do it yeah which it was, it's a crazy thing like you said i mean you're you're, you're saying it's to just be able to pull a marathon out of your ass after having already run 24 hours, if not more. And and the teamwork, you saw Nathan's compassion to want to meet back up with him, the, the, the need to take care of his teammate. You know, it's all there. As someone who didn't really grow up, you know, on sports teams and, and have that experience, to re-meet up with that later in my life and to see it and to see how awesome and powerful and beautiful it is it was great it was just and we were all so happy and quite frankly after that moment things got a lot fucking easier okay so the mountains look insane right now just crossed over into Nevada. We had this really beautiful um, uphill that we, I was kind of nervous about being on the uphill because we weren't sure if the RV was going to be able to handle it. That's the thing with this is there's, there's really no understanding of whether or not the route that you're going to take is going to be the one that you should be on. So we had this really stressful uphill that, that got to the top and then we had this beautiful downhill descent. All the runners got time to just get these awesome runs. And we've been going downhill now and, and just looking at these, the sun is hitting the mountains like unbelievable. One mile up. We're going one mile up. So we're now on this queue. We're basically tagging in and out every mile, getting the runners in. And um, who's out there now, Will? 
Martin's just coming in. Will's going in. He's a beast. Um, Martin coming in, Will going out. That's the name of the new hit TV show on NBC. Martin going in. Um, all right. And, uh, yeah, we're going to keep going here. It's beautiful right now, though, people. I can't express the colors. It's just epic. We're doing, what, 730 miles, guys? 745. My knee from driving is about to fall the fuck off right now. And... <laughs> It's like I'm doing a marathon on the fucking driving over here. All right, never not run. <laughs> I always have to make it about me, Mark. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be honest, though. I mean, you did, what you did is also a, a feat in itself, right? I mean, you drove, a, you crewed for a team of runners on three hours of sleep from L.A. to Vegas. I mean, that that it does, that's its own endurance event yeah it, thanks if you're going to be on a crew for this it, you're in for a ride i was talking to um uh dewey from koreatown run club and he was like crewing crewing's harder man <laughs> <laughs> and and there are elements where it is all the other runners they just have to focus on running and, and staying safe and and when you're driving you have to make sure everyone's being taken care of and you're being taken care of yourself. You right, know, you're mapping it. You're doing logistics, your hand, like you, you had to fucking empty the RV septic tank. Like. <laughs> <laughs> There's just all of these, these, these plays that are going on that, that tax you in a different way. And, and the only physical one that I had happen was I was riding the brake so much because I wouldn't be going fast that my knee just was like fucked. Yeah. And, 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 and I did, but you know, we were joking off mic about, the Akos Konya documentary and about the you and, and how the, there's that moment in that documentary where the crew is like, we have to make sure we stay hydrated. And, and, and I remember watching that crack in a joke. And I remember then thinking of that moment while doing it. And I was like, no, I, I do, you yeah. know, cause you have to stay alert. You can't just like be like a little, like, you know, uh, fool on this thing, you know, you, right. Like these people are putting their, safety in your hands yep. they're expecting you to kind of carry them to be there for them to carry them through to the end so yeah you have to be you have to have your shit together yeah so i always made sure that i was just <laughs> i will let that one go <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll let, the, let the little ice we've cream been out. stopping for the planes over uh at the end in our studios here um but the ice cream man he can stick around yeah, you. I just had to make sure that I had my own candy. <laughs> uh, so I was I was staying hydrated and made sure I was popping magnesium left and right. And um, you know, yeah, it was. You know, it was, I think I was in that clip. I was snacking on a chip or something like that. You know, finally allowed myself something to eat. And one thing you mentioned in that clip too is that they're they're what at seven thirty, seven forty five pace. Yeah. So this is where we start getting into like the competitive psychotic fun stuff because. What's also happening now is you're getting updates from the run club or from the speed project of who's finished. And you're kind of going, wait, where are we in this whole thing? You know, and um, our team finished. I'll, I'll get that number when we go on the next one. But we finished in the 20s and um, you're kind of going, whoa, OK, I've got a chance to, you know, play. Ah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it out. And these cats were competitive more so. So it was like, all right, let's do it, you know. So we got into this rotation of every mile we were just switching off because at this point, everyone's gassed and like everyone's doing it, including Will, who just ran basically a marathon. 
who on paper should have stopped running and just rested until we got to fucking Vegas. But no, he was tagging in like every five miles to hit a fucking mile. And it got into this really fun, like weird sports bar where, you know, everyone's just sitting in the back, like waiting for the next person to come in going like, boom, 740, you know, 659. You know, I, I was watching the most unbelievable athleticism of everyone from, you know, Francisco's unbelievably beautiful fast stride to like Emily's just pure dedication to Martin's just like, you know, pure strength of like handling hills, you know, Tom's speed, Nathan's just like, you know, unbelievable stamina, you know, everyone was hitting it. It was just remarkable. So this is what now starts happening because we're in Nevada and we're like, let's get to that fucking finish line. Okay, we're about to turn on to Las Vegas Boulevard South. Is that what we got? Okay, so we got the crew here. Everyone's uh, doing shifts. Uh, one mile on the mile. How's everyone doing? Thank you, Mr. Candy. I'll uh, provide updates on behalf of the team. We, uh, as Chris just said, we've shortened the segments to one mile because we found it's far more efficient and we're able to just gas it for one mile and then tag the next in and it's really cool. I think there's a lot of camaraderie in these last last few miles. Um, but who's got the fastest mile right now? I think Francisco by a country mile. <laughs> the animal in the back. Was it a 5.30, 5.31 the last mile? Yeah, the man has jetpacks on. So uh, yeah, what are we, where are we? Las Vegas Boulevard, so we're, we're close to home. Yeah, we're getting close to home. This is the first time we've seen Las Vegas in anything close to the speed project. So uh, energy's high. And we're going to be doing a bunch of updates, getting right to that fucking sign, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, boom. Let's do it. So there you are. now you guys, you're seeing the finish line, basically. Yes, exactly. And, and, and everything we had just gone through is in the past. The future is, you know, this end sign welcome to Las Vegas sign. And yeah, the adrenaline was very high. What time of day was it? Is, is it the sun has gone down? Is it yeah, nighttime? It's, it's now like 10 o'clock at night. And I'll never forget this part of it too, because it was a very quiet road going into Vegas. We, you know, and, and it was that feeling of like the outskirts of a city, you know, we were kind of like slowly starting to see the city form around us, but it was still far away we were making unbelievable time because like you just heard, you know, Francisco was doing a mile in like five fifty one, was it? I can't remember, but he was, you know, sub six minute miles. So these, these people are cooking and we're moving very fast and energy was just up. We were all ready to finish and we were feeling really good about ourselves. And, and I was just in awe. Um, and so, yeah, you know, you, you'll start hearing it. We get closer and closer. All right, Francisco, how are we feeling? We're feeling great. Still feeling strong. You're doing, what are you doing right now? I'm doing one mile uphill. I think so. Five? No, six. Uh, six minute mile, maybe. I hope you get to see the lights, man. It's so beautiful. I want you to see them lights, Francisco. I'm seeing the lights. Immortality. Take it. It's yours! <laughs> Woo! 
What a I'm also DJing soundtrack. the whole time. Yeah. I, I I don't think I I don't I I was DJing the whole time. I was just like trying to keep them going. And Vegas was coming. I was like, all right, <laughs> summoning. Just hold on. We're going home. <laughs> all right, we're starting to see the lights getting closer. We're about 13 miles out. Emily's on a run right now. I'm about to pull over. We've been going one miles on the mile, and we got a guy doing a UE right now in front of us. Things are getting active. This is the Never Not Run Pod. I don't know what's going on here. Here we go. All right. Got Jimmy Plan, and we're pulling over because we're getting close to being done. 12 miles left. Okay, we are getting into the city here. It's happening, people. It's going down. How's everyone feeling back there? We feel great. Good. We shockingly feel pretty damn good. Yeah. These runners are like on fucking crank right now. It's going fucking off. So uh, everyone's like jacked on adrenaline. Um, we got Nathan out there right now. And these dudes are running so fucking fast right now. What was the fastest split we had so far up until this last? Who was it? Francisco, what's the what was your fastest split? 324. 324. K per, K. per K. Mexico City. That's still Yeah, that's like still fast AF. We got Penn and Teller up on the left. Uh, yes, for the backwards um, countries of the world. Um, you can convert it So that's a 528 pace. You're doing it in your dreams, and Nathan's coming around the corner. Um, who's next? All right. The man, the myth, the legend. Francisco is going out there, repping. Viva Mexico. All right. Next update. You'll know what's going down. And so basically at this point, I just let the recorder go. And um, it was ending. We were getting to the end. We were getting closer to Las Vegas. You know, you start seeing more buildings, casinos, people partying. And we made a game plan of basically dropping them off. Because it became a timing thing, right? They were really kind and they wanted us to be there for them when we got to the end. And so... We had to still park the RV and, and meet up with them. So we kind of mapped it out. We were still doing one mile, every other mile. You know, everyone was trading off. And, you know, this journey was coming to an end. And, and there was a lot of feelings going on. So I, I just said, let's just keep it going. And, uh, you know, eventually we dropped the last runner off. And we're all talking about getting ready to drop everyone off and we do that and then they all link up and they finish the speed project and it was unbelievable man it was just it was so fucking cool um i take the rv i'm with kelly i rip it around i pull into a parking lot and there's so many like people just there to party there's a couple like in general or the speed project people. No, just like people in general. <laughs> like there's a few speed project people who are finished around the same time. Cruda KRC, this uh, female run club, women run. I think it was what they were called. Um, 
and I go park right, and I'm like, I'm I'm like at the end of it. Yeah, they finished the race. It was over. Just like it had fit, it started. It was over. Make sure I got everybody. Congrats. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. That was awesome. Driver, crewman, extraordinaire. Yeah. Top-notch service from start to finish. You're a legend. Legend. You guys, Chris. Fucking awesome. Couldn't have done it without you. Superheroes. Major. All right, that's it from the fucking speed project. We'll finish it out. Thank you. Meaning, we had just, you know, with doing what we do, you know, at whatever level, be it like a 5K or the Speed Project, like, it ends. It's over. And um, there was so much to digest, you know, but they had finished it. There was some funny things that happened at the end, like I parked the RV and there was like a dude that like wanted to try and get in a fight with me, you know, there really weren't that many Speed Project people there at the end. There was more people who were like, you know, partying and taking selfies. And there is though the camaraderie of all the teams that had finished, you know, Cruda, KRC, they were all coming in and it was just all that support, you know, cause there's just teams that are coming in within like the 48 hour window of finishing. So, you know, but there was a couple coolers with some cold towels and some champagne and, uh, and all of the runners are celebrating. I mean, I wish they were here now to talk about exactly what that feeling was, but I just, I was unbelievably shocked at how well they handled everything and, and was very, and to this day, whenever I'm at a, a tough part of my run, I do think of them often and, and, and what they were able to accomplish. And so what was everybody's vibe after? Was there, was there relief? Was there kind of like, were people just like, I'm fucking glad that's over with, or, you know, did you the feel a sense of accomplishment? You, you do, you do, but it sunk in for me like five days later. In the moment, I, I'm sure they felt relieved that they were no longer running, and that sense you have of when you finish a marathon. I was relieved that no one was hurt and that we did it. I was so proud of them. Um, and 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 you know there was just this sense of accomplishment of finishing. But for me, it didn't set in until like five days later. And so what's the very next thing that you guys do? Like what's, is it, all right, let's go to the strip or is, are people just like, I need to go to sleep? Like what, what happens then? It's, it's kind of like the adrenaline deep dot. Like they just all crashed after the adrenaline, you know, mm -hmm. like it was going, we, they were basically like, you know, drug addicts, like just like <laughs> grinding Coming their down. teeth <laughs> for four hours, you know, on Las Vegas Boulevard, just like crushing miles. But Mark, we went to In-N-Out Burger. I got, you know, drove them to an In-N-Out Burger off the strip, got them some food. And then then it became this like really ridiculous limbo of like basically getting your RV parked at the Wynn Hotel. So the Speed Project provided like a discount code for the Wynn. And um, they were just not ready for all the, the RVs that were going to be coming <laughs> in. So... Uh, you know, the, the final clip we'll play is a funny one, but basically like it was now at this point they'd finished at, you know, 12 in the morning. They'd come in 26th place. I think we all went back to the hotel and then, uh, they let us park the RV, um, in front of the encore, right. They let us park it there. 
And I was like, all right. And then I went up to my bed and then I got a call that I had to move it. Oh no. I'm at the Wynn Hotel. Um, this is like where the post-race show is. Um, and they're having me move the van. And I don't even know why I'm recording this, but I'm so pissed. <laughs> There's so many people partying and I'm, I just want to get a drink and go to bed. Uh, okay. Bye. Congrats, team. Wow. <laughs> I was so tired. Like you mentioned throughout the episode, I mean, the the athletic feats that you witnessed are undeniably amazing, but I feel like the crews, the volunteers are the real heroes of this whole thing. Like the people <laughs> driving the RVs, emptying the septic tanks, like rescuing people, keeping people hydrated and fueled up. I mean, it, it's like, you know, it takes an army. It's a teamwork effort. You know, I wasn't the only person grilling on our team. You know, it was um, Kelly, it was me, it was Nathan, it was Will, it was Tom, it was Emily, it was Francisco. Like everyone crewed at, at some part or another. Martin, you know, at, at every step, everybody's support levels were so high. And, you know, at the end of the day, I could say... Um, all kinds of things about the speed project itself, but really what the runners and the crews end up doing out there is the most remarkable thing. And in its design, it makes it a very interesting challenge because they're basically giving you a blank canvas on how to get somewhere. And with that can come a lot of pain and a lot of joy. And so... Uh, I I just I, I I couldn't have traded that experience in for anything else. It got me excited and motivated to do more things, more running, different races, all kinds of things. Um, and you know, I I just I felt like I was a, I was very fortunate to be able to experience that, and I was just unbelievably happy uh, and impressed and inspired by the people I got to work alongside. But to answer your question, the crews, you know really do a lot and um you know it, 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 it it's it's not their race it's the racers race but it is very much a team effort and um you know what can i say i'm i'm, I'm a better man for doing it well i'm so glad that you were there for it that you captured all of this audio and that you're you know able to to carry us through this whole experience because i i do like I said in the beginning, just following you guys online, watching the stories on Instagram, I was really jealous I couldn't be there. It looked like such an awesome experience. And even just whether it was being a part of the crew or driving or being a racer, I mean, it just looked like such an awesome experience and, and just a great way to bond with, with your friends and like hang out and another way of you know, experiencing this, the, the beautiful landscape, the beautiful desert. So, yeah, it, it, it has it all. It offers a lot and it, it, it makes you question things. Um, you know, but again, just kudos to everybody who ran it, you know, because that is just, it's, it is not an easy race. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of variables, but, um, 
if you do it safely and and have the right right team on your side, it is uh it's it's a remarkable. I keep saying that fucking word this episode, but it that's just the word, man. It's remarkable. I you know, and I I I was so happy to be asked, and uh, you know, maybe one year you'll see a an NNR team out there. Who knows? <laughs> well, that's a good point to leave it. But is there any any final? words or anything you'd like to add anything that we didn't cover i think we got it all man i really do i think i think we got it all and um you know uh shout out to on running they came in first place (laughs) and shout out to all of the runners who participated all the crew members like just being able to meet a bunch of new people and 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 uh, have experiences with new people who love running is is priceless so um I just, uh, you know, I bless it, bless it. It's a, it's a speechless event. That's for sure. It leaves you speechless. Leaves you speechless. But NNR, we got some races on the books <laughs> coming up that won't be as difficult as the Speed Project, but we will absolutely be keeping you informed. We have an Earth Day run coming up in April here because on the twenty second, it's going to be a little five k. It'll be a digital one, along with um, a uh, in person meetup. So that'll be exciting. Yeah. Well, like I said at the top, thank you, Chris, for bringing us along with you. And um, this has been the Never Not Run podcast. I'm Mark Nieto. And I'm Chris Candy. Thanks for listening.